Thank you for taking the time to tune in to this podcast here on various podcast sites. My name is Crimson, and what you're hearing are clips from my YouTube channel at crimson60620.youtube.com. Check it out, and don't forget any of my other social media sites. Let's go. Wakanda forever! All right. I had to get it out the way. So, here's the thing. We're going to make sure that we do this movie review right. So, I want to start off with saying that I'm recording this now on Veterans Day. I want to take the time to honor our veterans and being a child of a veteran. I know how much... Our country sometimes don't take care of our veterans. And yes, I'm doing a political ad in the middle of a movie review. So what? This is my channel. First, I do want to say thank you to Ryan Coogler, who literally made this a just a better movie. It was a Marvel movie because it uses Marvel characters. But this is a movie about war, the horrors of war, revenge, and political plots. Well, political intrigues. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to get in it. Keep in mind, this is a spoiler-heavy review. If you don't want to be spoiled before you see the movie, take this and watch it later. And please, if you can, like, share, and subscribe. Now, what is this movie about? This movie is about the loss of a monarch, the coming of age, the creeping advancement of technology. And yes, this is another story of how indigenous people are protective when they're coming of threats of people who may want to take them over. The movie opens up in a what I thought was going to be the cringiest way of them showing a CGI T'Challa. But they don't. They show Shiri going through an emotional breakdown, not being able to help T'Challa. And then you see, which I think is one of the stars of this movie, Angela Bassett, which is the queen mother, uh, Ramonda, come in and just tell her daughter, it's over. Now, as somebody who is problems oriented, I cannot understand the the feeling of this this feeling of I have to fix it and I can't, and so I fail. And you see Shuri trying to cope with this over the course of the whole movie. One year later, people think that hey, no more Black Panther, so let's fuck up let's fuck up Wakanda and try to steal their vibranium. And Wakanda lets them know you still cannot fuck with Wakanda. Now, without getting beat for beat, you still see that, you know, Wakanda is still thriving. You see that um Queen Mother Rwanda, she 
has come back to be more protectionist. And this is one of the things that I that I kind of don't think a lot of people actually got in the first Black Panther movie. Wakanda is a nationalist country and they're very protective. Now, it's not communicated as much as it is in the comic books, but they kill people who violate their territory. They are not somebody that you want to fuck around with. And so, they are implicit in the threat that this time they're breathing that they won't. And so they're trying to protect and you get, um, who is it? Ross, not Ross, but the guy who was in it from the first uh, movie. Um, you get them, you know, the, the, the governments of different countries actually trying to find vibranium. And then they ran into, which is a good act adaptation of the, Talcan, I forget how to pronounce it. It's a Mesoamerican um, name of um, Namor's kingdom. And they are, in this movie is what I feel is the comic book, is a representation of Wakanda as the comic book would. They kill first, ask questions after they mop up. And this is the dynamic that you actually see. This is one of the reasons why I actually like this movie. It isn't that Namor is being comically evil. He's the representation of the history of what the Black Panthers actually would be. And yes, you can actually say that, you know, you can have some other, you know, I guess you can say you can have some political commentary of how far is too far, how much is... How justified is killing when it's to protect your country? And yes, it's it's moral stance. And yeah, of course, would you kill somebody who inadvertently made something because they have the threat? They have the threat. And this is one of the things that I think that it would have been more impactful for Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa to be that counterbalance. But I really think that the the actress um, Letha Wright did a good job. She did a very good job, and I know that there were a lot of behind the scenes things where she kind of went the whole anti-vax shit and like, I, how do you fuck up like her motherfucking um who's that chick from Star Wars? Why do you fuck up a Disney contract contract? Where they will literally put you in movies until you're dead. And, like, for real, how do you fuck that up? I just, like, oh, God, okay, okay. But it's the story of, do you kill somebody who accidentally, uh, it's the whole um, Orski thing, or it's the whole, like, do you, you know, do you target people who are brilliant, but their inventions, they didn't create with malice? And that's the whole center of this. It's what would you do to protect your nation? And I have to say, man, although I won't condemn Namor's reasoning, it's just not my path. And so this all sets up to 
Shuri being kidnapped with the scientist, and yes, Ironheart, and she... I know fucking chuds are going to have an issue with this movie. They're going to have an issue because they, they hate Ironheart. They hate, like, God, outside of Namor, outside of Namor and his his lieutenants, um, it was one prominent lieutenant. Um, there isn't any um, in, what the fuck is dude's name? Let me look it up. Um, let me look it up. Uh, what this, um, oh, okay. They have, um, um, the fuck guy who, um, Wubaku. He was, he, but Wubaku, Namor, and, oh God, what is that motherfucker's name? The guy who plays the CIA, there were like only like about three prominent guys in this movie. All the rest of it was just like. When you actually have, like, the Black Panther mythos, the Black Panther mythos is nothing but just Chatwood Boseman, uh, not Chatwood Boseman, T'Challa, surrounded by a bunch of very capable, very deadly, and very resolute women. That's, that's, that's just it. Even when you look at the, uh, when you, when you look at the comics, you have him surrounded by Shuri, him surrounded by a storm, him surrounded by the Dormelage. That's one of those things. And it was, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like the Chuds, if they would have saved their element, and, and I'm getting off on it, but if they would have saved their ammunition for the Woman King for this movie, they would have had a better argument. However, however, I'm sure that they're going to talk about always oh, too many black people and shit like that. Uh, I I just knew watching this movie that it's going to be motherfuckers going to be upset about it. And I'm rambling a bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you get the scene where Shuri and Ironheart, they are captured by Namor. And Namor is explaining. He is doing something that comic book accurate Namor wouldn't actually do. He's actually saying that, hey... The surface people are going to come after you. And Namor is a, is a mixture of the better parts of T'Challa and the worst parts of Killmar, Killmonger. And so he's like, hey, this is my country. I'm going to protect my country. I'm going to protect my people because I saw what they did to where we were. And we going to fuck these motherfuckers up because as with every Namor, with, as with every fucking ocean-based king be it aquaman namor the they don't like the peoples of the surface i don't know for some reason we you know something about poison in their kingdom and shit like that and he wants war and that's what i'm saying he was the best part of it was a it was a dark mirror sort of of what if t'challa more hit the more extreme ways of Killmonger. And you see it. And it was it was of course it was some malice. And of course it it kind of put them in a situation and Queen Miranda, 
she she was hurt she's faced a lot of a lot of loss and she made a misstep she um she diverted namor and in the saving of shuri and ironheart one of his people died and this is what i said namor wasn't a bad king namor actually has an argument i don't agree with him but he actually has an argument because instead of being a mutant or atlantean he was a descendant of mesoamericans that were inflicted from smallpox and actually had a similar heart-shaped earth. And um, if at the time that your country, your land, was able to be stopped to be conquered right because of a MacGuffin, and you came back and saw what happened to the people that couldn't go with you, you'll be mad too. Yeah. So, anyway it goes, and this review is all over the place. Hey, I ramble. Sue me. Um, no, don't sue me. Don't sue me. I'm just saying I ramble. Um, but when you actually see the conflict of what Namor attacks Wakanda for, oh, they, this motherfucker goes in there and. People laugh at, oh, yeah, they just talk to fish and shit like that. Namor shows how much of a mutant he is. And, yes, he does say he's a mutant. He's, he is not he is not fucking playing. And I know some people talked about how um, um, the guy, uh, who was it, Tico Herta, um, didn't look like he, he, he looked like he looked big, but he didn't look cut. Oh yeah, no, I, I, he, what you see in the promotional material don't do him justice. He looks every as every much as powerful as you would think he would, and um, he he lets shit go. And again, this is a spoiler review. Queen Mother Rwanda actually does die in his attack against Wakanda. And you see Shuri actually recreate the heart-shaped herb that most of it was destroyed from the first Black Panther. And she goes into the ancestral plane. And right when you think that on the throne, that there would, you know, they've already not shown T'Challa in a CGI form. They bring back motherfucker Michael B. Jordan. And he delivers some of the most poignant lines in this movie. He tells Shuri that your father would have killed the scientist. Like, no, no shot. He destroys his her images of her father. He praises T'Challa. He says, "Yo, T'Challa would be too noble. He wouldn't. He would stand and fight." And he says, "What would you do?" And Sherry does one of the 
best like throughout the movie like you can just see how you know her demeanor changes and she is fucking bloodthirsty after that time of speaking with Killmonger and it is fucking awesome because Ubaku literally tells her stop you're gonna be the leader you can't be this bloodthirsty the motherfucker in the first movie who was just like yeah I want power was like yeah um I, I may want power but I'm not gonna engage in I'm not gonna engage in pointless war just because you're mad we gonna go to war forever we gonna go to war forever but make sure you do it with a clear fucking head. And then you get the clash of Wakandans and Tilikans. And oh my God, it is, it is an amazing battle. It is an amazing battle. And it's, Namor makes a joke. He's, he comes up when he's originally introducing himself. He says, hey, I have more soldiers than blades of grass in this country. And that was a understatement. That was a understatement. And it's when you get that final battle, like you do with every Marvel final battle. First is not one of those, Hey, they have the same power. They have the, they're a dark mirror of each other in power. No, it's actually, it's Namor. You see him fight like Namor. And like, I'm probably going to get canceled from this. But, this motherfucker fought like The Rock did. This motherfucker did a choke slam. I, I was looking for his ass to do a power bomb. This is just a beautiful fight because it's not about just strength alone. And yeah, like, um, I would make a penetrated joke here, but that's not beneath me, but it's just like, I can't fit it in. Right. And it's a point where Shuri actually gets impaled, like impaled, impaled, like, like a whole spear through her abdomen impaled. Now, of course, super soldier formula. Or, or, I mean, heart shaped herb, you know, but, you know, super soldier formula. Um, she's able to, you know, do the get up thing. And um, she actually has Namor on the ground ready to fucking kill him. And you see her mother says, hey, you know what? Show him who you are. And don't get me wrong. Shuri still wants to fucking shiv this man. She still wants to put this vibranium, vibranium spear into this motherfucker. I, and I, I, again, not my call, but I understand. But she makes the better decision of, hey, we are both pissed at each other. We both want each other fucking dead, but our peoples would suffer. And this is what I mean by it's a political movie. 
It's, I hate your ass. You hate my ass. However, our peoples would suffer. And that's what I call leadership. That's what I call, hey, we, you know, fuck. I want you dead. That's that's the truce that in the comic books T'Challa and Namor have. Look, if it came down to it, if it was some shit that happened in the comic books and the Atlanteans needed a refuge in Wakanda, T'Challa in the comic books was like, yeah, come on. But Namor will be left outside or on a dead exploding war world with a sword in them. I, I'm just saying, just some kind of way. Just some kind of way. So, that's the thing. And you see, um, just just wrapping up, you see that, um, you know, Riri Williams is, of course, she's going to be in Armor Wars. You're going to see um, the continuation of the Wakanda story. I just really hate that um, that Latina, right? Enormous pronouncing her name. She kind of, it was a lot of off camera shit that like fucked it up. Like, God damn it. Why did you have to do that? Why did you have to be that fuck? Like, no, don't fuck up your Disney deal. I just, okay. Look. Either way it goes. I do want to say it is standout. Angela Bassett. Like I watched this at 12 o'clock at night. Uh, when I, by the time I got home, I wanted to come home and watch vampire in Brooklyn. I mean, like, she still kills it. If you've ever seen the Angela Bassett movie, and I understand she's done some dramas and shit like that, but if you've seen Angela Bassett in Vampire in Brooklyn, I wish she's just like, ass whooper. Like, this is it. Angela Bassett still commands a screen presence. Awesome. Fucking awesome. I would say she was the duo in, uh, duo antagonist the duo protagonist in this whole movie. Even though she had to exit, you know, at the end of the second act, she is a dual dual protagonist in this movie. And to an extent, so is Namor. Because in the end, Namor also, with years of experience of being a king, again, no matter how you look at him in the comic books, he says, and he told... His, his, one of his people was like, yo, dude, we went into battle. You lost. What the fuck is going, we going to do? And he says, got one for you. I wanted them to team up against, uh, team up with us, with us leading to go against the surface world. But the Black Panther, the most powerful fucking person in their country, spared me when she didn't have any motherfucking reason to. And when, not if, when the people come to Wakanda for their vibranium again, she's going to call on us and we will be there. And that was, that is a political move. This is why you don't kill villains. This is why you don't just, oh, 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 you, you kill it. Just, Thanos comes, we kill Thanos. The fuck? Why do you kill Thanos? Now, granted, Thanos is... When does Thanos stay dead? And it gives me hope for them bringing in 
one of my favorite characters. Doom. Oh, God. If they keep a character around and actually build a multiverse, a, 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 a cinematic universe, you know that, like, and I, and I get it. I get it. And this is, like, my final thoughts about it. Um, again, we, we see the building of a new team, a new franchise, where you have T'Challa's son, who has been keep, kept hidden from the world. Um, but, yeah, no. We, we have that, and that's a big, oh, yeah, in this, yeah, no. But this is what I really look forward to especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the reasons why Marvel's comics work so well is because the villains are just one note. When they make one note villains, it sucks. Malekith sucked. Loki, the reason why people like Loki is because he has a range and you don't know whether he's going to put his motherfucking knives in your hands or in your back. That's why you don't kill villains. That's why you let villains stay around. Because I get it. When you're talking about movies, when you're talking about TV shows, you need some finality because we've been convinced some kind of way that um, villains don't go away or villains never win because movies. But one of the most powerful things about Marvel as far as their continuities with their stories is, their villains aren't just one note. Their villains are flawed. You actually understand why they do shit. And I want the MCU to keep this shit up. It's fun having villains that may not last that long or just one-offs. But this whole idea, why would you kill Obadiah Stane? He's somebody who's been very, you know, very prominent in the Iron Man. Why would you kill motherfucking um? Uh, why would you kill um? Who 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 else did they kill? The Red Skull. I mean, like these are people that like, and, and I get it. You can have different iterations of them and all that other good shit, but you don't have to kill them all. And I hope they Kang don't kill his ass. Don't kill his ass. And I get it. You know, oh, they're fighting the same character. No, they, they, the, the characters have different stories. And that's my final closeout of this. The fact that Namor stayed alive in the end is just fucking awesome. Because you don't know where he stands. And I know that there's some people, I fucking did reviews about people like, well, we don't like morally great characters. No, fuck you. You don't like real motherfucking stories. There's always been morally great characters. From the motherfucking Shakespearean tragedies to the motherfucking... The fucking Odyssey. I always will come back and say, when you think of that, the morally great characters, the Odyssey, you think of Journey to the West, Beowulf, all of these stories have morally great characters. They're not iconic, absolute heroes. And that's what these people need to understand. And that's what I hope the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to, is changing to, where it's, yes, yes, it's not, ooh, good and evil, good guys and bad guys. The world isn't that fucking simple. But anyway, this is my review. I've rambled a lot. Remember this, like, share, subscribe, and all that other good shit, and oh my God, I've been talking for 30 minutes.
Peace.